Stumble in was like my main one for a while. Uh, yeah. Upper East Side, right? Yeah, I would just go and like make out with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's that why was, it was I, called I, the Stumble like, in. I used to go and I would like, I just, I saw it as an opportunity. Like, to make out with everybody? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just like, I'm a very visual person. So I would like, I, I just looked at it as like a rectangle. And there were like four corners of it. I was like, I'm just going to make out with someone different in every corner. <laughs> Please don't put this in. I think we have to. The Buyback. Yeah, baby. Oh, man. The Buyback podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. So I was working a day shift recently, and... It was slow, like nobody walked in that seemed suspicious or anything. And one of our regulars comes out of the bathroom and he was like, there's mulch in the toilet. And at first I was like, is that like a euphemism? Like, like the toilet's clogged. Yeah. And he was like, no, there's like mulch, literal mulch. I, I was just, you know, you react how you react to that. I was like, can you take a picture of it maybe? Cause like, I'm not gonna go in there. It's the men's bathroom. And he, he shows me there's literally mulch, like, filled in the toilet. Like, there's, like, a little leaf in it. Too. Like, it's it, clearly someone brought in mulch and, like, put it in the toilet. I imagine the leaf's just sticking up like a plant. Yes, it was <laughs> a plant in it. And I texted my mom. I was like, this just happened. And she was like, oh, honey, when you write your book, the chapter can be called Mulch Ado About Nothing. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Shakespeare. Very helpful. <laughs> I mean, I just, I wasn't sure what my next step was. Plant something. I just had questions. Like, how did it get there? Who did this? This why? is an act of terror. Like, why? <laughs> like, or a prank. I don't know, like, why someone would do that. Maybe, like, they're protesting the water usage in the city, and they're very hippy-dippy, and they wanted Maybe. to create a eco-friendly bathroom. That's the first uh, thing I thought. Or eco-terrorism yeah. is all I can think of. I feel like it was a deliberate act of like, fuck you. A vendetta against Doc Holidays, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. It was really weird. And like nothing else came of it. I like looked back on who was in the bar that day or earlier. No one weird. No one came in with a bucket. I would have somebody had came in with like a wheelbarrow of mulch. I would have been like, not today. I would have said no. Maybe someone brought a backpack of mulch, but why would you have a backpack of mulch? Like I just have questions. But then at the same time I like wasn't I wasn't shocked. I'm like, it's this, this could happen. But yeah, I have so many questions now. <laughs> and it was never that solved. No, that's not what you were expecting. Like you were like, somebody did something crazy no, on the bar. Like no, this is, this is better. My craziest bar story. That was the most absurd yeah. thing that I've ever seen. Or, and then I, I did clean it out. I, I'm proud of myself for that. Cause I feel like I have a, a roll up my sleeves mentality. Like, fuck it. You're going to put mulch in, in the bathroom. Like I'm going to clean it. So I put it in like a garbage bag and I like dumped it on avenue a it was just crazy it was the weirdest day of my life um how about anything from joshua tree or from uh off the wagon oh god joshua tree was so long ago already i spilled a lot of things at joshua tree i know that's not like funny per se but i just i i was terrible with the tray which is another reason why i'm so glad i'm not waitressing anymore but i i remember i was like it was like a packed bar and i'm not sure why i hadn't been cut because it was like 12 30 and like the bar was it was packed and I was like still trying to serve tables and I had this like tray and it was just, I felt it falling. And I would just like kind of accepted, <laughs> accepted my fate in that moment. And like, it just, 
it went everywhere. Onto Which I'm people? also like, yeah, onto people, like everywhere. Like I'm just a spiller. Oh, and a hair of the dog, I put a tray of drinks. Like they have those booths. I don't think they have the booths anymore, but they were like two booths. And I stupidly put the tray on the ledge of the booth and it tipped over like onto this girl. Like she was soaked in <laughs> blue moon. I felt so bad, but also it was kind of funny. <laughs> Any, I guess I only ask because the only, the only bar fight that I've ever been in and the only bar fight that I've ever lost, I've only been in one bar fight and I had lost pretty badly. These are, it was three, at Doc Holidays. It was at Doc Holidays. Uh, actually, really? it was outside of Doc Holidays. And Alex. You into a fight outside of Doc's? Yeah. This was a long time this was ago. This was 10 years ago. I don't know. I, a guy called one of my friends a very mean word that we won't repeat. And I just kind of, I was very drunk. And I was like, you can't do that. And he left yeah. the bar and I followed him down the street. And I'm like, you can't do that. Just being real just... aggressive. And I guess he just whirled around. And this is the, the fight was him whipping around and knocking me out. And then waking up, sitting up and seeing Alex straddling the guy, kind of like cross fisting him in the face. Oh and I actually God. wound up pulling Alex off of this guy. And then kind of grabbing, helping the guy up and being like, you see what happens when you do that? To be, this is not a reflection on Doc Holidays in any way. <laughs> this is just, this is just blatant. The amount of not even fights, like just like altercations that happen. When Do you get a lot there? Sometimes, like on the weekend. Sometimes I feel like it's been a while since I've experienced anything. I, I think there's just like a general like anger <laughs> with men these days. Like people are just more aggressive, and like guys will come up to the bar and they're like Bud Light, and I'm like, okay, how about hello? Like how about hello? how is your night going? Hello. I mean, it's just insane. That's another pet peeve is when people like don't say please or thank you. I know that's a simple one, but some people are like, let me get a vodka soda. Like who raced you? May I? <laughs> like, what? And, well, when I worked at Hair of the Dog, we had lime. We don't have limes at Docs. Okay. I feel like that's always a conversation with people. They're like, can I have a lime? Like, we don't have limes. Can I have a lime? We don't have limes. Can I have a lemon? No, we don't have fruit. We don't have, <laughs> go somewhere else. Like, there's a bodega on the corner. Go get your own lime. Is that right? Oh, and that reminds me of another pet peeve. I hate when people ask me for water. Oh, we, we go, we ask that question because everybody has a different response. We go back and forth. I'm anti water. Alex is, I think, turning I'm pro. I'm on pro water. At least order a club soda. Oh. I can I can justify that, but water really there go some go to a bodega. What if they tip on the water? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big change of tune. Very good. Easy fix. Tip it, on it, your it, waters. Yeah, it, well, because my thing is like it takes just as long to make a water than it does to make a drink that I'm getting paid to do. So if you're just ordering water, tip on the water. Give me a dollar. Yeah. I don't care. One dollar and you're good, right? Yeah. One dollar is fine. No quarters. You don't <laughs> no change of any kind. <laughs> Someone tip me in a euro. This bitch. You know, <laughs> are you going to Europe anytime soon? I don't want the euro. I'll take quarters because I do laundry in New York City and I don't have I any. the euro. I was like, you keep it. It's, it's interesting. We've talked to someone who used, I don't know. Do you remember Durden? Durden's bar? Oh. I, that was the first place I ever went with a fake ID. We just talked about that. Yeah. We, you just reconfirmed exactly what we said in the podcast, but not, they're not open anymore, right? No, it's Jack Daw now. One of the things oh. that I think is interesting, and it's a question I think we failed to ask last episode. Joshua Tree is either named after Joshua Tree in the park or Joshua Tree, the album by U2. Durden's was yeah, named yeah. after Fight Club. Which we kind of did talk about. Why do you know why Doc Holidays is called Doc Holidays? Is it named after the movie with the cowboy? I should know. I should know this. 
I don't know. I think so. I mean, I just, I've always yeah. wondered. Grossest thing. So, I mean, I don't know. I think the mulch in the toilet's pretty, I don't I think, think it's gross. I think it's a great story, but what about the grossest thing? I think the grossest thing, like, is the mulch. Yeah. Like, I think it goes hand in hand. That was like, like I said, it was like an act of violence. <laughs> like, why would you do that? It's just crazy. I mean, people have like pukes. Like the bathrooms get really gross. It's a dive bar bathroom. I mean, which gets... which bathrooms were girls or boys? Definitely the men's. I hadn't been in the men's restroom before the mulch, and it's pretty okay. gross. But the girls' room is not that much better. I mean, it's still pretty gross. <laughs> you can find a couple buyback stickers, I believe, in both bathrooms. I'll have to look. I like reading the stuff on the walls. I think it's funny. I've recently found a girl who's coming to New York City, and she does a comedy show, but it's her playing music and it's pretty, her voice is really good. She plays guitar and all she does is sing the lyrics and they go up on a screen behind her of bathroom scribbles. That's really funny. There's some like really, I don't want to say like inspirational things on the wall, but there's like a, a few, like when I'm looking at it, I'm like, Oh, that's nice that someone thought to write that. But there's other things that are like, Jesus Christ. Like what happened to you? Like, What is the one drink that you can never drink again? And why? And why? I'm going to talk about my mom because she she had, I, I don't have an aversion to any alcohol. I don't, I'm not a big drinker to begin with. So I haven't had like a, a violent experience with like no terrible hangovers in my life. Like I never really have had something where I'm like, I can never drink this again. My mom and dad went to Miami when I was maybe six years old. They went to South Beach and she had this like, mojito bowl it was like a fish bowl of mojito and we call it the the south beach incident of 2006 because she like blacked out she but she can't drink rum anymore she said that she had one and it was like a two-for-one deal and so she had the she's gonna kill me for talking <laughs> but she had the one and then she got another one and she doesn't remember like thankfully she was with my dad so he took care of her but yeah she can't have rum anytime i mention rum she's like could she do, because a mojito is such a delicious drink. Could she do, like, a mojito with vodka? Or would the mojito set her off? I think it's the rum. Okay. I think it's just the rum. But now, like, my whole family is onto tequila. Like, we were, like, vodka people for a while. My dad likes uh, a gimlet. Recently, he came to the bar, and I we have these, like, canned spicy margarita things. They're, like, they're called Velvet Llama. And it's, like, a, a canned cocktail. And they're very good. And I gave it to my dad, and he really liked that. So now we're all drinking tequila now. Cool. I have a, wait, I have a serious question. I have to ask, you've been hung over though, right? Yeah, I've definitely been hung over, but not, not like a debilitating hung, like hangover. Um, it's more of like a headache or I'm tired, but I don't drink that much. Like okay. I really only ever have a drink or two. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you're I just, just a responsible human being is what you're I'm saying. really responsible. Okay. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> I mean, I did because you said it. I read the beginning of your mom's book. It sounds like your mom is a party. So maybe the opposite. Maybe. I think in her youth, yeah. I mean, my parents definitely partied when they were younger. I, I've always, I think it's because I'm a ballet dancer. Like, I think ballet dancers. That's the type of dance you do? That's fair. Yeah. And okay. it's, you know, it's it's a very serious environment. And I've been in that world for my whole life. And I it gives you just a very professional outlook on the world. And I've had to be professional since I was young. So I, it wasn't feasible for me in college to, to drink that much. I had ballet in the morning. Like I had dance early in the morning. Like I didn't want to show up to ballet hungover, which is not a good feeling. There was one ballet class 
maybe a year ago where I, I did drink a lot the night before more than usual. And I like got through the first 20 minutes and I was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we interviewed Marissa. I'm friends with Marissa from the neighborhood. Yes. She's, she's a dancer also. And we interviewed her a couple of weeks back. And then I saw that you guys were mutual friends. I think I've, I've seen her taking class. The dance world and the bar world are both very small. So I thought it was funny that we're both bartenders and we're both ballet dancers. There's so much, it's just such a small world. I feel like I run into people from like both parts of my life all the time. Yeah. And like, especially at docs, I have people that I knew from here at the dog come in and they're like, Oh, what are you doing here? Like there's so much crossover. Also, I grew up not too far from the city. I grew up in Great Neck. So now I have people that I went to high school with that come into the bar and they're like, Oh, I haven't seen you in like seven years. <laughs> but it's, it's like funny to me because I was not popular in high school. I was like not attractive, very under the radar. And then I think when I started bartending, I just got this like huge boost of confidence. And now when people see me, they're like, oh, you look so different. You look so good. Like you're so cool now. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe it either. <laughs> bartending empowers people. I think it really does. Cause you be, you have to be powerful and you have to be empowered to do it. Yeah. I feel way more confident now than I ever did like I think even more than I did waitressing like I just I feel like I could command whatever space I'm in and I I think that's something that also translates into my teaching career because I feel more comfortable standing in front of a room being like this is what we're doing like you have to listen to me you have to respect me I feel like being able to do that is a really really valuable skill it's the same job. It. yeah and like I think I always say bartending is like babysitting adults yeah <laughs> it's so similar and I think people need a leader like at any age people need someone to kind of like facilitate an environment and to be in charge and to command a space and so I think it's good that I have both and it's a weird balance of like something really wholesome and then something like you know it's it's so different and some of my students know that I bartend and they have questions about it or they're curious about it and i'm like don't go to bars you're <laughs> 21 wait till you get old enough that your students former students can come visit you that's when it oh gets weird God. that is gonna be weird because they're i teach middle school girls they're you know they have a few years before they're gonna be doing that hopefully did your dog oh, just start barking alex or growling unmute she can't control herself uh question is if you could work at any bar or open your dream bar, what would it be? And uh, tell us a little bit about it. I feel like Joshua Tree was on the right path. Like the 80s music for me is wonderful. I love 80s music. I just, and 80s and 90s actually. Or some, a bar that's like decades themed. I'm sure it already exists, but like just to be able to do different theme nights, like 70s night, like a disco night, or like obviously we do 80s night at docks, like 90s night where like people dress up. I just think that would be fun. But I would also want to like choose who can come into the bar. Like I wouldn't want anyone annoying and I would want people that only tip really well. <laughs> For the decades bar, would the drinks and menu the decades each night? Yeah, I could do like a, a cocktail menu, each inspired by a specific decade. That'd Although I will say cocktails are not my specialty. I really wanted to be better at it, but I just, I never worked at a place where I had the opportunity to be a mixologist and like be creative with it. That would be a good question for my mother. She would be able to answer that. I like that concept of like, but I like every night being a different decade. That'd be cool too. Or like yeah. different yeah. sections of the bar. Oh, that would yeah. like to 
floors maybe. That's a, that's a good idea too, yeah. That's a good idea for like a hotel. Yeah, like a different floor for each theme. And each floor or can have a, a bar hotel too. bar. Well, that's so, what I'm saying, like, a hotel, and each floor has a bar, and each room right. each floor room on that floor also is themed. I like that. And I forgot to mention, I also really love going to bars that have live music, so I think I would want live music. You definitely do, like, live music throughout the bar, throughout yeah. the floors. I love that. I think when I do go out, I'm... And it's, it's weird, because I live in the East Village, like, I, I have access to all these places, and I really don't go out that much, because when I'm not working, like, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be out, really. Like, I'm kind of a homebody. Which is also interesting that I'm a bartender. <laughs> I don't drink a lot. I don't really go out that much. Like I'm kind of like antisocial. So it's it's interesting that for my job I have to be all of those things. It, but it forces me to because otherwise yeah. I I probably wouldn't leave my apartment. Like I'm pretty content here. So it it forces me to be out and to be social and to to have interactions with people. Otherwise I I wouldn't probably. Yeah. Besides my students and that's yeah. I think that's yeah. why a lot of us do it. I mean I I also like on a Sunday. I would be home. I'd be home watching TV, catching binging shows, and it makes me be social. It makes me go You need out. that time for yourself when you're a bartender to not have any sort of forward-facing interaction with people. It's a very exhausting job for that reason because you have to be on when you're there and you don't really have the opportunity to, to not talk to people. On my days off, I, I don't want to be at a bar, really. I mean... Sometimes I'll go out after my shift if I work a day shift or something. But usually I'm pretty exhausted. Like, I just want to go home and eat popcorn and drink a glass of wine. Hey, Alex, do you know what time it is? What time is it, John? Well, unfortunately, it's time for a good old-fashioned bathroom break. So we'll be right back after these messages from maybe Alex and maybe our sponsor. And we are back. Speaking of drinks and going out or at home, what is your drink of choice? What do you like to drink? I have two different moods. I'm either wine, like if I'm going out to dinner, that's what I'll do, or I love old fashions and I also, I just love bourbon. People are always like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I'm like a 50 year old man at heart. Like it, it makes sense. And there's one bar around here, 11th Street Bar, they have jazz on Mondays. Something I'll do is I'll go and I'll have my my bourbon and I'll listen to jazz and that sounds so nice <laughs> make myself feel like I'm an old man two follow-ups uh red or white or rosé I'm white all the way like I only really drink white wine Pinot, I'm not a fan of Chardonnay I would I would do Chardonnay I like Sauvignon Blanc that's my go-to that's just my favorite I I also like Pinot Grigio but Sauvignon Blanc is my favorite I, I really don't like rosé I don't understand the the hype about it and red wine I tried to convince myself that I liked but I, I just don't. I like it. You know what I like? Red wine. Put a red wine in the fridge. I will drink red wine cold. I've never tried it cold. I would be interested in seeing if I like it better. If it's I... probably sacrilegious, but... No, there's some <laughs> there's some red wines that you're supposed to drink chilled. I would take... You know what, what you should do? Go to TJ, Trader Joe's or just a wine shop and get a bottle of Cote de Rhone, which is a okay. French wine, and it's like low price point. Put that in the fridge and try it and see if you like it. Okay. And second follow-up, how do you like your old fashions made? Because it's a big contentious yes, it argument. Is. Okay, so I, I don't like to have the cherries or I also believe that it should be stirred, not shaken, if that's part of what you're getting at. I Like the way I would make it, I would put bitters. I, I think it's easier with simple syrup, but you can crush the sugar cubes. And then uh, also some people make it with whiskey. I Like I've seen it 
be made with Jameson. I, I think it needs to be bourbon, in my opinion. I think it tastes better with bourbon. And then I need like the orange peel to, you need to like zest it a little bit so you get the flavor. And then I like, I stir it. I don't like it shaken. And I also don't like there to be too much ice. Like I think it tastes best with like one cube. Hey, Am I missing any bitters, bourbon, simple syrup? That's friendship. Do you muddle at all or no? If I'm using a sugar cube, yes, I would make sure that I like muddle it a little bit. Um, but otherwise, I think it it actually works better with simple syrup because it kind of just melts into it. I think it it works better. The sugar sometimes like gets weird at the bottom. <laughs> it's like chunky at the bottom. Yeah. I think what I'm learning is that bars want you to put the cherry in it, but bartenders don't want the cherry. I just don't like how it tastes. Like if somebody wanted to put one in, I would tell them not to do it. I just, I don't, I don't I'm not really a fan of the, they're not even real cherries. They're like the fake cherries. There's just more sugar really is what it is. More sugar. So if you like it sweeter, I think that's fine. But yeah. I'm drinking an old fashioned, like it's because I want to like have a buzz. And I really can only have like one or two of them before I start falling asleep. So... And what's your favorite drink to make it work? What do you like to, if they're like, make me something good. Bud Light. Ah. <laughs> yep. That's the answer. It's, a good one. it's your favorite drink. I'm like, here's a fucking Bud Light. Get out of my face. It's easy. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Like, it's not that kind of place. Or like vodka soda. Easy. Right. Boom. One and one. It's done. Yep. It's over. It happens. Next person. <laughs> it's just, and that's why I love dogs. Because we don't have to make cocktails. It just makes it faster, easier. I don't have to deal with like, what's your favorite flavor combination? Or like, you know, make me something creative. No, Bud Light. Here. And bottle, not draft. Yeah, I was just going to ask, is it bottle? <laughs> and to make it even quicker, <laughs> even, even though it's yeah. twist off, you're popping that top anyway. Yeah. 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 It's very satisfying to, to open like a bunch of Bud Lights at the same time. Like I'll line them up and like, we all do. It's like a dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, so what about... And you kind of talked about this a little bit, but when you when you are going to go out, what are some of your favorite bars? And it doesn't have to be in New York City. If you like visited a really dope bar somewhere else in the world, you can mention that if you want. You I say, said dope. You got to deal with it. <laughs> Since when you say I've been with dope. high schoolers all day. <laughs> I really like going to bars where I like support my friends. If I have any like friend neighborhood bartenders, I like to support. I really like the Garrett East, which is not it's not far from docks it's on avenue a and 13th but it's like a speakeasy bar so you like it looks like a taco shop and then you go behind and mm -hmm. it's, it's a speakeasy and i i met one of my really good friends there he his name is travis shout out if he's listening but yeah, <laughs> he's awesome he's like the perfect bartender he's so nice to everyone but he's also really cool and like He's also a really talented mixologist. Like he, he's the kind of person where I would say, make me something creative. And like, he would be excited about doing it and would do it for me. But we had like a Jewish geography moment because we were both from Long Island. And I was like, wait, you're Jewish? I'm Jewish. Where on Long Island are you from? What sleepaway camp did you go to? Like we had like, we had a bonding moment. And if you're from Long Island, I feel like you understand that. <laughs> like you just meet other people. You're like, oh my God, like, do you know this person? Do you know Aaron? Stein, like we all just know each other so we we had like a bonding moment over that and i don't know i don't know what his schedule is now but for a while he was working like sunday nights and so i would go after my shift and we would you know we'd have like our post shift drink and then i got my brother involved and my brother would come with me and he's met my whole family because my parents would come in and have a drink so 
yeah, it's like a family affair with my parents and my brother. We all are like very supportive of our bar endeavors together. <laughs> I really need to pay my brother a visit though when he's when he's like officially behind the bar. I'm definitely gonna visit him. What's his bar again? Sorry. Yeah, what's it? It's called Offside. It's on East Six and Avenue A. So they do a lot of hockey there. <laughs> Islanders bar. Okay. They have other sports events. I know they're doing something for like. It's right across the street from Sing Sing. Yeah, I know where this is. Yep, it's right on the corner. It's a really, really good location. So they're new. So I'm hoping they, it, it, you get a lot of foot traffic in that area. I mean, like yeah. Niagara's right over there. It's right near the park. If you're going out on the Lower East Side, it's right on the way to any of those bars. So yeah. like I said, he's been extremely supportive of all of my shifts and we'll always come in and like, we'll take a shot together. Like we have, we have that support for each other. So I'm definitely going to visit him. Cool. How much at your bar, simple question, easy answer, how much is a Bud Light, how much is a well drink? Bud Light, a bottle of Bud Light is six and a draft is seven, and then a well drink is nine. Oh, wow, that's a big jump. Okay, that's pretty yeah. logical. For Lower East Side, that sounds about right. I think it's pretty standard. I do remember yeah. when Bud Lights were $4 in the Lower East Side, though. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it was so long like, ago. The same prices that it used to be. I think $6 for a beer is, nowadays is, is reasonable. Normal. Yeah. Um, some of our bottles, like a Shiner or Heineken, those are seven, but yeah. all the other bottles are six. You already did shout out somebody, but do you want to shout out any other amazing regulars or coworkers or just other bartenders in general? Yeah, I want to shout out to Katie from Hair of the Dog because she trained me how to bartend. So I fully give credit to, to her for training me and being patient with me. I mean, I was not good when I started. So she really, she saw potential in me that I don't know if anyone else saw. So I, I appreciate that. And she also just gave me a lot of really valuable life skills as a friend and as a person. So I'm, I'm appreciative to her. And obviously my parents... Are, are you Marvelous Miss Maisel, is my question. Am I? Yeah. You're very close with your parents. You're Jewish. You're living in the city. Yeah, true. Actually, no one's ever... I've gotten other, like, celebrity... People say I look like Dua Lipa. I, I hear that one the most. Someone told me Sarah Silverman, which... I could see that one, yeah. <laughs> wow. Lily Collins. One of my students told me I look like her. Well, speaking of celebs, do you have any celebrity or do you have any ghost sightings? Or both? I think one band member from One Direction came into Hair of the Dog, maybe. I might be making that up. I feel like I remember that. <laughs> oh, also someone, I, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I think someone from The Bachelor came into Hair of the Dog. Weird. But I'm also the, like, I'm, I feel like I'm such a New Yorker in the sense that, like, if I see a celebrity, I'm like, cool, I'm not going to treat you any differently. And also, like, I'm so busy when I'm bartending that I usually don't have time to process that someone's a celebrity. I'm like, here's your fucking drink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Instead of giving a rose, you give a drink. I've never seen The Bachelor, but I assume I know that there's a rose that is given. Yeah. I think there was one other guy. I don't remember what show it was from. Now I'm forgetting, but he was like a brand ambassador for Lover Boys, which was like a seltzer. And they like brought him in as like a guest bartender situation as like a, you know, promotional event. But what, yeah, I don't know. I, there definitely have been more. I'm like drawing a blank on who might have come in. What about uh, ghosts? Have you ever seen a ghost? Not specifically, but a, a couple weeks ago, I saw the jukebox like move on its own. Like the pages flipped on its own. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> And like, apparently sometimes it just like resets. But for for my sake, I was like, there's a ghost. Yeah. And I was it's also a jukebox ghost. I don't know. Ooh, I like that one. That's uh, a good that's one. Because it's an old school jukebox. So you see yeah. that. Ooh. 
Yeah. Maybe it was Doc Holliday himself. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It's a Doc. I don't know. We got to figure out why it's called Doc Holliday's, but I imagine that the ghost is also called Doc Holliday. But yeah, definitely a ghost in the jukebox. <laughs> ghost in the jukebox. That's, that's the name a, of the movie. Yeah. Ghost in the jukebox. I like machine. that. Ghost in the Machine is an anime, I think. What's the what's the Blink One Eighty Two song? Ghost Ghost in... Ghosts on the Dance Floor. Ghosts on the Dance Floor. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, this has been great. Before we end, do you want to uh, pitch anything? If you're comfortable, you can tell people when you work. If you want to pitch your mom's book again, you can do that. If you want to pitch your dance studio, you can do that. Any pitches that you want to show out there? Yeah, you should check out my mom's book, The Complete Bartender. <laughs> It's on Amazon, and I think there might be some copies at Barnes and Noble. It's from the '90s, but I still think it's a cool accomplishment. She she said that she wanted to get published by the time she was 25, and she did that, and I think it's awesome. And yeah, actually, the story behind her writing the book is really cool. Like, she went to a lot of bars in New York, and like would just ask bartenders, like, "What's your favorite drink to make?" And a lot of those recipes in the book are from just like local bartenders. And she, she like made some stuff up too, and just like called it things. So yeah, I just think it's a it's a good book for people who are learning how to bartend or want to learn new drinks. It's it's very easy to follow. It just it's like a recipe book essentially. Like it's it's very easy to follow. I just pulled it up on Amazon. It is by Robin Feller. Is your mother? Yes, that's my mom. So four five dollars on Amazon. Support Robin Feller and the fam. All right, guys. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm not amazingly overwhelmed with the Mountain Dew Baja Blast. <laughs> even really get through my drink because i feel like i was talking the whole time the pumpkin drink was good well we're happy for you alex um elena thank you very much for doing this this was great thank you so much this is always the weirdest part when everyone's trying to say bye at the same time and no one knows how to say bye that's Um, why you that's why you edit these things yeah but the buys are hard to edit because everyone's talking at the same time this is my edit all right have a good night night. have a good shift make money oh god Here at the buyback, one of the things we want to do is talk about bar etiquette. So here is our bar rule. Bar rule. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. Bar rule. Alex? Alex? Oh, oh boy. All right. Bar rule. If you bring your friend to the bar and they pass out, vomit, break something, you become responsible for your friend. Don't go so far as to pick up any glass but you are cleaning them up, not me, and you are certainly responsible for getting them out of the bar and home safely. You can yell at them later. All right, buddy. Come on, let's get you out of here. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed The Buyback, follow us on Twitter at The Buyback, on Instagram at The Buyback Podcast, or email us at thebuybackpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. If you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well, and we'll see you next time. Well, there we go. I said dope, you got to deal with it. (laughs)